everyone. Um, we're welcoming you to the first episode of Fika with us. And we would love to listen. Uh, wait, no, you are supposed to listen to us. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Um, so yeah, we are all students at Leo Lin Shopping University. And who are you? Please introduce yourself. I want to know more about you. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Ling Yu, and I'm from China. And I happen to be one of those crazy rich Asians, but without rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm now in um, Liu University. I'm in International and European Relations Program. And who are you? Hello, hello. I am Simona. I am an Italian student and I am currently enrolled in the Computational Social Science Masters. Truly excited to be here today. Cool. Sounds amazing. Um, and I guess I'm the last person in this round today. Um, I'm Julia. I'm studying uh, Biomedicine, the International Bachelor's Program at the Medical Faculty. Currently in my second semester, so everything is still quite new, but it's very enjoyable so far. So, Julia, can you tell us a, bit, a little bit more? What is this podcast all about? What are we doing here? Well, we want to kind of bring the student life closer to new students or students who are already kind of part of Leo and just want to tell them our perspective, I would say. Um, maybe give them new ideas as well, because I would say Lynn Shopping is a pretty cool city. So... We've and heard. the North Shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am relegated, guys, to the sister campus of Linköping University, which uh, hosts around 5,000 students out of the 25,000 students of Linköping University. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a very beautiful campus as well. Yeah, I've been there once and it's very pretty. I love that there's so much water around it. I kind yeah. of miss that in Linköping, but we do have a little, uh, a little river. And I heard there's even a little boat and a cafe on it, so... I need to check that out. You're on it? <laughs> yeah, I like North Shipping. It's, it's, I think it's better than uh, Wala University, I think, because like you have waterfalls and you have a lot of steel structures. And I study like uh, once in a week in North Shipping. It's really beautiful. That's right. North Shopping City is built on a kind of industrial landscape. That's how it's called. So there is a lot of water in the city. They used to power a lot of factories in the past. In fact, North Shopping used to be called Manchester of the North, in that sense, linking to the Manchester industrial history of the English city. Uh, however, even if you are at Shopping University, you can come to North Shopping as often as you want to. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, it's super easy. I mean, just take the free campus bus and you're there within 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Minutes. That's pretty fast. That was my journey this morning. <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes to come to Lynch yeah. Shopping. But I would say let's not dig into it too deep because we still want to have a few episodes about our different cities and where we live and how we live. I think that's going to be really interesting. So I'm super curious to learn more about you guys. So Simona, why did you come to Sweden? Like, why Sweden and why uh, LIU? Well, uh, there is a couple of reasons for that, I would say. I've not said this yet. I did present myself as an Italian person, but actually I am half Swedish. So I kind of bring, I suppose, a bit of the national local perspective into the podcast as well. Uh, in a way, it, it interested me to be in this country for that kind of national heritage um, reason. However, another factor that brought me here was the fact that uh, Linköping University has really on-edge courses. The master program that I'm studying is really new. It's computational social science. It's a field that didn't exist before at all. And uh, Linköping University has kind of pioneered 
this direction, this field. And therefore, I just thought, why not go there? Like to, you know, a place that really is on the forefront of studies in, in the field of sociology and in interdisciplinary um, fields. Sorry, guys, I'm repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds really good. Like, my program is pretty new as well. We are the second generation, actually. So it turned from being a Swedish-speaking program to an English and international program. So everything is kind of still in the testing, and we, we can influence our program a lot, which I love. Like, we can get feedback. We're getting asked for feedback, like, quite often, because the lecturers and the program manager, of course, they just want to know what can we improve for the next students. Because... It is already quite a successful program, I would say. Um, we all like it a lot. We enjoy it a lot. It's hard work, but a lot of fun as well. Um, and we can just make it better and even more international. That sounds great, Julia. But in, the, in that sense, was there ever another option for you? Or did you have your eyes set on Sweden for quite a while? Well, um, I lived in Germany basically my whole life. Um, but when I finished high school, I went to Australia for my... Uh, working holiday visa. So I spent one and a half years abroad and I came back and I was like, nope, I won't stay in Germany. It's just nothing bad about Germany, but I just don't want to study there because I would study in German in my like mother tongue. I just was looking for more of an adventure and studying in English, being in a new country, learning Swedish, um, just I don't know, trying to have like the best student life you can possibly have while you're in university, there was like a big factor of mine. And of course, having a very interesting program that leaves you open with a lot of options for my master's or PhDs one day. So, yeah. Well, I can only speak <laughs> for myself, but I would say that Swedish student life is actually quite great. I mean, so far since August, I've been having a pretty good time. What about you? How are you getting on? Well, I think um, the student life here is great. Um, I'm coming to Sweden uh, for several reasons. The first one is because, like, in China, we somehow describe Northern Europe as heaven because of a lot of, like, <laughs> welfare thing and about, like, gender equality. That's kind of appealing to me. And the second thing um, why I choose the Linköping University is because I found it has a channel in a website called Bilibili. It's kind of like young version of YouTube in China. And I found it super cool because... Rare universities use that channel to um, introduce their universities, do the propaganda thing. And I think the university really know their like candidates through that yawn like Billy Billy website. It's kind of it's kind of cool. So I choose this university and I think it's until now it's really fun. But what were you doing before? Uh, I've been working in China, in Shanghai, for several years. And I used to, you know, major in law, so I did, like, jobs related. And now um, I'm choosing the master program, International and European Relations. It's kind of special, unique, because uh, they're rare university to provide, integrate, like, uh, combine international and European relations together. So I found... I really like Europe and I like study international relations. So I choose Linköping University. Okay, that's awesome. It's really cool. I love that we are all from such different backgrounds. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But 
guys, uh, coming back to our kind of title, I mean, Fika. Mm -hmm. Before you came to Sweden, do you had any idea what Swedish Fika is? Well, being half Swedish, I have to say I've been exposed to the massive Fika culture since I was a child. Uh, and uh, my family is, re you know, they're really, really into it. Would you like me to explain what Fika is? Yes, or yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Fika is a philosophy of life. Fika is taking a moment, taking a moment to drink coffee, eat a piece of cake or one of these very classical Swedish kanelbullar, which if you ever come to Sweden, I'm sure you're going to try out. And Fika seems to occur quite a few times in a day, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's such a great thing. It's just a moment to... Take a break from everything, from like uni and stress and school and having a chocolate bowl or two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it seems like it's always a good time, a good time to fika, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a great get together, even though international people probably think of Swedes to be like more the introverts, more the calm person. It doesn't have to be like that. Like in my class, we have Swedes, um, and they're all super open-minded. Like, it's it's such a great thing. We're having so much fun just talking about different cultures and different languages. Some people of my class actually started reading different languages because now they have friends to practice with. That's great. Uh, but uh, Julia, is your class very international or are there is it, is it kind of a mixture between Swedish people and people from other countries? Uh, I think we have a lot of Europeans. Of course, we have uh, a few Swedes. We have people from Finland, Italians. Uh, Germans, what else do we have? Um, we have one girl from South America as well, uh, Spanish people. So it's, it's mainly focused on Europe, I would say. Um, and a lot of people in my class already have kind of connections to Swedes. They're half Swedish just like you. Or the parents moved to Sweden because of work and then they went to Swedish high school. So they all kind of have a connection. Um, but of course, there are a few people like me who just randomly went to Sweden. We we're like, yeah, like Sweden is cool. It has a good reputation in Germany. So let's go to Sweden. I mean, yeah. My mom wasn't, for example, wasn't really excited for me going to Sweden because she's like, no, you could study in Germany and you would be closer. But where's the adventure? I mean, come on. I want to move to a new country and have fun and do stupid things and learn new things. And I know, uh, get the most out of my university experience. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, you actually mentioned the crazy rich Asian yeah. without the rich. It's kind of like <laughs> a popular Hollywood movie yeah. uh, that all Europeans know about Asians. Maybe like we are super rich. We buy luxuries in Italy, France and <laughs> everywhere. But actually not all Chinese people are rich. Just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. I actually watched that movie when I was in yeah. China, like yeah, on a flight. Okay. And I was like, oh, damn, I have to watch something. And then it was even with the Chinese subtitles. So I really got the Chinese feeling. <laughs> But you know, they're not actually Chinese. They're Singapore. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen it. That's good you know. And, and you're from? Uh, uh, I'm from China. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm from Nanjing. It's a city that you probably know from another movie because it's happened to be, uh, you know, like a famous uh, city in World War Two. But I live in Shanghai for almost like 10 years. So when I came to Sweden, other people asked where you're from. I said I was from Nanjing, but they didn't know that. I was said, okay, I live in Shanghai. And they, ah, oh, okay. I always feel the same. Okay. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, I want to know the specific town where you live in. And then I say it and they're like, 
silence. And I'm like, well, it's it's basically close to Hamburg. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah Hamburg. I've been there, of course. But yeah, obviously no one knows my little town. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, I really feel you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. People, Europeans should know more cities in China, okay? <laughs> Since it's really like... Uh, developing quickly yeah. recently and I hope like every especially when we're in classes everyone talks about China even like professor wants to ask questions about China since it has really like economic development but rare people like talk about China in their daily life they just want to talk about them in economics and I hope like more students uh, especially uh, Europeans can go to China to explore the country and to know more about that that's probably one of the reason I choose Europe because I feel like you know like it's kind of like um, Marco Polo you know, like that Italian mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah, the explorer. He came, yeah, to he came to China. <laughs> Get spicy. Uh, yeah, I'm new Marco Polo. Maybe I explore <laughs> Europe and tell my fellows about Europe and let more Europeans know something about Chinese, something about like Asian, because we sh share quite different cultures. Yeah, I think there's so many differences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What do you think are the main differences between maybe your culture and the European culture that you're meeting here? Well, um, I feel like in Europe, people strengthen a lot about individual. Um, they actually want to have a happy life. Um, they can define the happiness. But in China, um, a lot of people think about ha happiness. May, they may relate happiness to money and success. That's why we're like crazy rich Asians. <laughs> we, we, we work all day from like study, maybe study from eight to eight every day and work from eight to eight every day just to make a lot of money. And that's their definition of happiness. But I feel like it's different in Europe and people are really very happy here. And it's a kind of, uh, it's also a kind of um, thing I want to share to my fellows, to Chinese, that you don't need to, you know, that hard, work that hard to be, to be successful and earn a lot of money and you can get happiness. Yeah, I think that's, that's so true. I mean, work smart, not hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite interesting because I think within Europe, Swedish people are kind of seen as striving also to have like good works, good ethics, good careers. But then I think when you come to the country, the culture is quite relaxed, yeah. Yeah. I would say. But especially in the in the last couple of years, I think having a good study life balance or a work life balance just became more and more important. Mm -hmm. And I, I really know why, because you want yourself to be happy. There is no point in having, a, yeah, like a, a lot of money. Um, but if you don't have time to spend it or you don't have friends to spend it with or to go on a nice vacation with friends or uh, your partner, like, where's the point? If yeah. you die, you're going to take your money into the grave. So what? Like, there's no point. Yeah, you should absolutely. enjoy your life and uh, go travel and explore the world. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, Simona, you said you lived in a few different countries. 
Yeah, so that's Sweden, right. Uh, Italy. So I was raised in Italy, actually. And uh, kind of similarly to you, Julia, I wanted to do my bachelor degree in uh, English. And uh, I did my bachelor degree in journalism in uh, Scotland. So uh, kind of jumping into a new culture altogether. Uh, it was frightening at first, uh, but it was very, very exciting. And I'm really thankful to the experience. It really, I think it really turned me into a very, an international individual more so than just half Italian or half Swedish person. And uh, after I graduated in journalism, I went to Ireland, where I lived for two years and I worked as a filmmaker. Uh, so I was doing That's cool. some movies. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. But I kind of felt that I wanted to progress in my academic journey. And so I started scouting for master programs and I bumped into this one here in Sweden. I suppose like my ultimate purpose is to kind of become a modern journalist where a lot of journalistic processes involves data analysis and data processing and a lot of stories are found within data you know like you probably have all heard about big data and uh, computational tools um, data scraping another recurring term and uh, yes yeah, so this was a good place to land to study this Do you think that the courses provided by Liu uh, give you like fully experiences about data thing like that contributes to your like career in the future? I would say so. Mm -hmm. What is amazing about the master at Linköping University is that I come from a, an entirely purely humanistic background, and to be able to do a master's that brings in computational skills, statistics, computer programming. You know, it wouldn't have really happened easily to have the criteria, the entry requirements to be doing a master's that involve ma involves mathematics even. Usually, like, it's just not the case. You would have to either start off with a bachelor's in statistics or a bachelor's in computer programming and kind of specialize yourself in that direction. So I would say what is kind of like the greatest thing about my master course is that you can really come from a different type of background and be introduced to this kind of more technical skills, which are more and more sought after as well. So it's it's a really big plus. And there is a lot of people in my course that come from the most varied backgrounds. We have, we have people that have backgrounds in education. We have people that come from engineering and data science. Data science. So there is a kind of room for everybody. Yeah, that's what I experienced as well. Um, I have a few friends and they're studying kind of the master program to my bachelor's program. And I said it's very like widely ranged you can basically choose your courses and build your own master basically so you you can focus on things that you you want to study and you like and you want to focus on to have in your career later on so you're you're basically able to decide by yourself shape your future what, yeah how do you want my future to look like what is what i want to want to work at one day mm. like that's where kind do of I see myself right yeah that's kind of the same in my program because like um I checked a lot of programs in other university in Europe and in Sweden. They actually hope that students um, apply for their program should have the similar backgrounds. But um, in Linköping University, you kind of actually can have a lot of different backgrounds from your like bachelor. So I think it's unique because the university understands um, things today are complicated and we need to comply, uh, combine 
a lot of like fused together, and to create a new thing. That's the same thing like just you just said about shape、mm-hmm. the new world, maybe. Yeah, for sure, and I think. I mean, this is very relevant for my course, but I think it is coming into many other fields too. Like for us, from like social science, etc., is more important than ever to equip ourselves with more computational tools. Like it's becoming very, very common elsewhere as well. Definitely, and I mean, even for my bachelor's program, we are supposed to develop in like individuals that are able to work freely and independent as researchers. But we're also supposed to have like our business skills, so we have like project courses where we develop our own products. And of course, you need to know, oh, how do I market this pro-、uh, product? Like, what price is it? It's a good price, because of course, if you set up a very low price, everyone is gonna think, oh, I wouldn't buy that. It sounds dodgy. Like, it's too cheap to be good. So, but of course, if you have、uh, a price that is like totally too high, like that doesn't make any sense. No one is gonna buy it either. So you kind of have to find the balance in between. So I hope one day I'll be a good value to a company <laughs> that kind of knows both sides. Like that is good in the lab, but、uh-huh. also good in like the business skills and know what I need to do to have a good product and to kind of, yeah, be a good scientist slash researcher slash whatever. Yeah, whatever. Lots and lots of skills on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I mean the doors are. So widely open, like I could work in a hospital, I could go into research, I could say, oh no, I love studying so much, I want to go for a master's and a PhD. So、mm-hmm. yeah, there's still so many years where I can make my final decision. So it's okay.、Yeah. You're young. <laughs> <laughs> okay.、Uh, nice. Let's wrap it up. I would、sure. say. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first one.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sh- shall we say something? Who brings Fika next time? Yeah. I mean. I want chocolate balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want cannibale. <laughs> cannibale is cinnamon bomb, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I need that as well. There are I like that. A lot of versions of the bullar as well. Cardamom bullar with cardamom. Oh, they're so good. Then there is the saffron bullar that appear during Christmas time. Oh, they're my favorite. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> But, however, I think we can discuss this during the next episodes for sure. Um. Because I mean, Swedish fika is just awesome. Yeah.、Uh, so is our podcast. Yeah. I would say. I mean, that was pretty funny, pretty cool.、Um, so yeah, I hope everyone stays tuned and looks forward to the next episodes about、uh, student life at、uh, Linköping University. Thank、awesome. you guys. Thank you guys.、Bye. See you next, next time. time. <laughs> Bye. Hello. <laughs>